0: Welcome to Wellness Rebranded. We know there is so much conflicting health and fitness advice out there.
1: And you're tired of the wellness fads, endless diets, and impossible standards that make you feel like nothing you do is ever enough.
2: You are ready to tune into your mind and body and feel empowered around health. We're the Healing Trio here to
0: help you redesign your relationships with food, fitness, and yourself.
2: I'm Elizabeth,
1: registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor. I'm Maria, Licensed
0: Mental Health Therapist. And I'm Tara, Personal Trainer.
1: Together, we're changing the narrative on health, away from diet culture, hustle culture, and toxic positivity, and towards healthful self-care.
0: So grab your water bottle, get ready to laugh, learn, and grow, and And let's let's start start rebranding your wellness journey. journey. So we have
1: exciting news for you today, which is that the Wellness Rebranded Podcast, we are celebrating our one-year anniversary this month. Yay! (laughs) It's been an incredible journey, ladies, hasn't it? It has. It's been awesome. Fun times and big lessons have been had by all. Hopefully, well, us anyway. Hopefully, our <laughs> listeners also. So, we have many fun surprises planned for you guys in the month of November. But one of them is if you are local to the Annapolis, greater Washington, DC area, we would love to invite you to a wellness
2: rebranded podcast party. Yes. Yes. Please join us on November 1st at 6 30 p.m. in Annapolis for. An evening of connection, stories, mingling, music, appetizers. Maybe Maria will Zumba dance for us. Yes, Maybe. she will. You never know. So
1: we will put the link to register. It is free in the show notes, but we would love, love, love for you to join us. And if you have been enjoying the show, if you have a favorite episode, please send us a message. Tell us what it is. We might feature you on an upcoming pod during our anniversary celebrations.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Wellness Rebranded. I'm Tara, and I'm here with Maria and Elizabeth. And today we are talking about ways to recognize that you might need to reach out for help with a mental health professional. Yes. Maria. Because,
2: you know, I get that question a lot. I assume you do. How do I know that the symptoms that I'm presenting or whatever is happening, it's a, how do I know that it's time to reach out for help, right? And I... I'm a believer that you can reach out to a mental health professional even for prevention and maintenance of you having a great life. But I have a recipe. Well, I don't have it. I learned it actually from my students textbooks. Since I teach in college, the things you learn when you teach in college that you should (coughs) have learned when you got your master's degree. But no. And there is four points that you can use as guidance to know if you if it's a good time to reach out for help okay ladies and it's the We're four ready. d's i'm ready so they all start with a d for easy remembering So still want to guess yes the first one is deviance if the symptoms that you're having or presenting or the thoughts that you're having or their feelings that you're having or the way you're acting is statistically rare meaning that people around you, around your same age, in your um, similar social environments are not presenting, that might be a sign. For example, for a kid, the kid in the classroom that is throwing a chair every time the teacher says, we're not having recess because it's raining or whatever, it's too cold. And that most of the kids are responding in a different way it is statistically rare, right? It's something that most people are not doing to respond to a similar situation, right? Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. that, for example, hallucinations is statistically rare or is not. So it's a good way to know. However, this could not only be the only D because there is, there are statistically rare things like um, people who are really high in their IQ. Mm-hmm. That's statistically mm-hmm. rare, yes. but it's not a problem. Right, right. But if you know, if you experience something similar with a group of people, and your symptoms seem to be marking the difference compared to other people, that could be a sign. So that's the first D, not enough, but a good guidance. Mm-hmm. Second D, very important one, is distress. Mm. Yeah. Are the symptoms that you're having or the thoughts that you're having? or the feelings that you're having, or the way you're acting, causing you psychological pain. Mm-hmm. Okay? If they're causing suffering, if they're creating great distress, torment in the person experiencing it, mm-hmm. it's a good time to reach out for help. Yeah. Nobody wants to suffer or feel in distress, right? So if whatever is happening is making you feel... That you, we were talking about quality of life in a previous episode, is making you feel that you're not feeling fulfilled, that you're feeling that you're suffering. is a good time to reach out. No reason for you to sit in that suffering alone. Deal or no deal? Deal. Deal. However, one parenthesis here, there's some psychological disorders that don't experience distress. Like, for example, there are some disorders out there that one of the symptoms is for the person to not feel remorse or empathy for others. So many times when they do things that are not socially acceptable and they're not considered normal in our society, they don't have any feelings causing distress, right? It might happen that maybe somebody addicted to drugs or different substances might not experience distress and is still In distress. Yeah, Yeah. it is still a behavior that might bring consequences. So, again, not necessarily the only D, but part of this package of four Mm -hmm. that is good to have in mind. The third D is possibly, I would say, the most important, or not the most important, but very important, is dysfunction. Are the symptoms that you're presenting, or the thoughts, or the feelings being an obstacle for your day-to-day living meaning that they are affecting your day-to-day functioning or impairing important areas of your life it could be work it could be your relationships it could be you know any kind of you know feeling like a disability so if you are missing work because of the way you're feeling or being late to work because of the way you're feeling that's causing dysfunction Mm That's affecting your day-to-day life. If because of the way that you're feeling, you're being, um, you're withdrawing from your relationships, and your friends are saying like, "Hey, Maria, I haven't seen you in a while," and it's because you feel like you don't want to hang out with your usual people anymore, or you feel like, "I don't feel like seeing anybody. I don't feel like doing any of the things that I used to do before. Like I, I used to learn or take classes, but now I cannot concentrate." Those symptoms are affecting your functioning.
1: Yeah, I was, I was going to sort of try to highlight that point, too, before you jumped in and said that, which is like it could be dysfunction related to how you normally function, mm-hmm. right? Not even that necessarily someone else would immediately mm-hmm. recognize that it's dysfunction. You sort of have to know your baseline. Right.
2: And well, what did your functioning look like before? Mm-hmm.
0: -hmm. Right. So um, that feels like a good time to mention that we did an episode on getting to know yourself a few episodes ago. So if you're not sure what your baseline is, maybe go check out that episode. Great point.
2: Yeah. And sometimes your symptoms might be causing distress and not dysfunction. Sometimes it might be causing dysfunction, Uh but not distress. But these are things to keep in mind because then there is a change that maybe is not a desirable change or something that you were looking for, but it is happening because you're not doing well, because you're struggling, because you're having emotions that are new and are affecting your life. Yeah. And then the fourth D is very important because this one is a non-negotiable D, meaning that if your symptoms or your thoughts or your feelings bring this fourth D, you are in need of immediate help. You guys want to um, try to guess what that D is? I saw it on the paper. I did too. <laughs> Cheaters. <laughs> Cheaters. <laughs> Cheaters. Cheater, cheater, I have a little paper eater. in front of me and they,
1: che- they cheat. We did. It's because I was so
2: engrossed that I yeah. I, I was skipping ahead. I was intrigued. If I'm being honest. Fourth D is danger. If the symptoms that you're presenting or how you're feeling or what you're doing is posing a risk to yourself or to others, is posing risk of harm or to your safety, then it's a time to get help. So yes. if the way I'm feeling is taking me to having suicidal ideations or homicidal ideations, that is dangerous. hmm Not only risky, dangerous, because there's a difference between at risk, something might happen. Dangerous is that you have um, a situation there that presents danger, right? Mm -hmm. So we want to keep everyone safe and you want to keep yourself safe as much as you can. So if that is happening, thoughts that my life is not worth it. And we just did a recent episode on suicide, which is great. If you haven't listened to it, please go back and uh, have a listen. Um, But if the behavior, jumping in front of traffic, um, what else could be dangerous? Um, Eating things that you're, you know, eating... I don't know, plants or things that you're not supposed to eat that can be dangerous to your body, like poison. Mm-hmm. Or um, using drugs to a point that you black out every time you use them. That's dangerous, right? Mm-hmm. The line between that and an overdose might be very, very thin. Yeah. So it is a good time to reach out for help. Another thing when it comes to distress that I forgot to say, sometimes you might not... Be having the distress, but the people around you mm-hmm. yeah. are showing concern, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, Maria, I've noticed you've been drinking more than usual and you get very aggressive when you drink and it's affecting the family. It's affecting me. We might not be in distress because we're enjoying the alcohol, but for the people around around yeah. us is is causing suffering. That's another sign that it might be a good time to reach out for help. Mm-hmm. So can we talk about these four Ds seem like when
1: you're, I don't yes. crisis might be a strong word for what may or may not be a crisis. Well, right? like but a
2: situation that a lot of things already gradually happened for you to get here. Yes, yes. yes. but what
1: about avoiding getting like, we that go to the dentist twice yeah. a year.
2: Yes. What can we be doing for our mental health? So, I mean, I think the key to prevent getting here is building a solid emotional foundation, meaning, like, emotional intelligence, self-love. So reading books is a good way to prevent. Learning about yourself through getting information. Because we know about, you know, teeth health, because maybe you've read and the doctor have, you know, but you brush your teeth every day. Okay, Recognizing your emotional needs is like brushing your teeth, like what are my needs, how do I express them, how to ask um, for others to help me meet my needs or me, myself, meeting my needs, setting healthy boundaries, all those little steps, not little, they're big steps into your emotional well-being are good. The same way you exercise to keep your health or the same way that maybe you brush your teeth to keep the health or the same way you use lotion in your face to prevent wrinkles. The same way there are things that you can do that you can learn about yourself. So get information from books, from different professionals. You can even go to therapy for that. Some colleagues might disagree with me because some believe that their job is to provide treatment when there's something happening and something that the client wants to share. Mm-hmm. I think, and of course, there's the barriers of cost and insurance that you know <coughs> you have to diagnose most of the time to be able to charge insurance for the session. But talking to a mental professional about how do I get to know myself and where are my weak points that I can work on to work on this solid foundation and become stronger emotionally and mentally? It is a good way so to That's prevent. such a problem with our insurance system. Super in big general. problem. Like it yeah. should,
1: there should be preventative right. There's mental none. health visits that people mm-hmm. are qualified for. Preventative mm-hmm. sessions with Personal mm-hmm. trainers or fitness yep. and preventative for mm-hmm. nutrition or and it's honestly,
2: like, why are
0: we waiting for people to be right in crisis before we say It's okay. not proactive is yeah. not is not react- preventative is reactive.
2: reactive. Yes, however, that's one of the many reasons why that's what I do is yeah. to say provide yes. workshops and trainings yes. to equip people with tools to prevent getting to this and not only for you yourself but how to help people around you once once you have the tools how Mm -hmm. to be able to talk about your emotions talking about your emotions is a way to prevent getting here Mm -hmm.
0: i think this is like a symptom of like society at large too and i know we talk about this a lot but you know when you're when you're saying like dude get in touch with your emotions and what do you need and what kind of self-care like Many people have no time at all for that. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. working, they're parenting, they're doing all the things that they need to do to keep their life afloat. Mm-hmm. So then, like, the emotional stuff becomes such a backseat issue. Um, and
2: it's like, oh, well, life is expensive, so I have to work two jobs, or I have to do... And it can not be, because one, that's affected, that nobody's working, not even half a job. Right. But going for walks in nature... Oh, but it's just going for a walk. No, there's a lot that's happening for your Yes, it's the breathing. Fresh air can bring calmness, raising your endorphins. I mean, there's so many things that are helpful. And practicing gratitude. Oh, Maria, that's so silly, somebody might think. It is a way to prevent. Mm. Because it's about mindset and about yes. your perspective on, in your life. Surrounding yourself with supportive people. Well, I have some jerky friends. Don't have the jerky friends. It is a way, <laughs> it is a way to prevent. Cut them off. Because, I mean... Let those jerks go. <laughs> jerkiness is contagious. So if you hang out with people that are constantly talking about their miseries... That does not yeah. help your emotional well-being. Let's yeah. be very clear,
1: okay? Well, and it brings up such a, a point that I, I feel like is a thread throughout our whole podcast, which is, yes, Tara, you're absolutely right that everyone has different circumstances and time and financial considerations mm-hmm. and, like, on and on mm-hmm. and on. But hopefully there's simple ways that you can integrate it that don't take much time. Right. or like the gratitude The sleep.
0: The sleep. I remember, like, praying when I first started my job. Like, please let me get busy. I don't want to fail at this job. Like, what if people don't buy training from me because I don't look like a trainer, whatever that means. You know, like, I was really super worried about it. And maybe, like, a year ago, I was like, holy smokes, I'm so busy. (laughs) I just can't even breathe. (laughs) And, like, a pity party. And I was, like, just with clarity reminded like you prayed for this mm-hmm. at one point. So maybe let's stop and be grateful for a sec that you made it. You achieved your goals and let's reset going forward. Yeah. What does this need to look like for me
2: now? And at moments like that, practicing, giving yourself like credit for everything you've done. Yeah. That's another way to prevent. Right? Yeah. We've talked about self-talk in this uh, podcast many times, but preventing talking to yourself nicely and say, you see what I'm capable of? Mm-hmm. Not only that, how hopeful is that I can pray for stuff and they do happen because I put my best effort and things happen. So I was saying sleep is a very healthy way and productive way to prevent getting to these situations as well. We all know that good, bad sleep does not help with your emotional well-being and so on. And lastly, I want to say one of you were asking, just to finish up here, one of you were asking about what happens when people know these four D's and they know something is going on, but we still don't reach out for help. And that's very common. Many times we do know that there's something that is going on that could be changed, but we don't reach out for help. And there's many reasons why this happened. It could be lack of awareness, which hopefully after this episode is not the case because you with these four Ds can bring awareness that what is happening is not what we what you want. But also the fear and the shame to be discriminated and labeled mm-hmm. You know, if you reach out for help, you should be able to do this on your own. You're weak if you reach out for help. For some people, is the minimizing of the symptoms. Super common. Well, it's not that bad. Like, right. I don't sleep well. I only sleep well, like, one night in a two-week two period. It's, it's not that bad. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You should be sleeping well most of the time. Not just, like, this sudden
1: When it goes event. back to
2: something that I feel like we talk a
1: lot, which is you can be your own priority right yes i mean i think yes it's so common to just think oh whenever yeah. I don't have time for that. Or the thought
2: that I don't have time for anything else. I'm too busy with work, like you guys were saying. But but it's okay. That's Most of my co-workers do that. No, just because, like we were saying in a previous episode, just because it's common doesn't make it right. Mm-hmm. Right? We cannot normalize things that shouldn't be normalized. And if you're working... COVID tw-
0: really messed us up with that because all of us started working from home. Yes. Right? And, so, and there was nothing else going on, right? Because we were at home. So it got common to be like, oh, let me just... Just do some work at like 9 p.m. Whereas normally we would never be boundaries got
2: very very blurry, and now it's hard to unblur them. We have to unblur them because that's a way to prevent getting to a point like this. And of course, things like access and the cost to it and the, the availability of mental health professionals is tricky now yeah. after COVID. Yeah. So all things yeah. play a role. But the goal for this episode, you nice listeners, is bring awareness to what's going on. Don't minimize it. It's OK to reach out for help, even if your mind is saying there's nothing I can do to fix this. Yes, there are things. We can do. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Such an important topic. Thank you. We love having you here. See you next time. Thank you for listening. If you want to connect with me outside of this podcast, you can find me on Instagram at coaching underscore therapist.
1: I'm Elizabeth. You can find me at Elizabeth Harris Nutrition or in my Facebook group, Health
0: and Healing with Intuitive Eating. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Tara DeLeon Fitness. Guys, if you loved this episode or any of our other episodes, we would love it if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcast. It really, really helps us get the non-diet word out to the rest of the world. So please leave us a review. Yes, thank you.